We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast. Back in the house, coming off a Thanksgiving, a week 13 slate. Uh, we got to get some season long updates, playoffs coming up there. No best ball playoffs are in full swing. So, coming towards the end, but we are back to cover the 13 games. On the main slate here this week, we are done with the bye week, so a lot to get here, get to here this week. Let me bring in my boys, fellow OGs, notorious head chopper Noto. Let's get started with you, buddy. How was week thirteen? How was the Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving slate? Uh, any other things you want to toss in there? Any season long updates? I know Chop's got one of those for us. Uh, best ball teams. How we doing, my man? Yeah, doing good. Uh, it was a rare good week for me in NFL DFS. Uh, one on Thanksgiving slate, uh, pretty good Sunday as well. You know, I had, <laughs> unfortunately, in my core plays article, I had uh, Saquon, McCaffrey, and Chris Kirk, and played all three of them. Still managed to cash, but um, that was a brutal uh, week for the core plays. But uh, yeah, it was a good week, and uh, I did make the playoffs in my one season-long league. So pumped for that. Uh, I managed to uh, get a little home field advantage. You know the the lower seed gets four extra points. So I snuck that by everyone in our league. I'm sure they would have voted against it if they knew. Man, I like that. I never heard of that. I'll have to slide that into one of my leagues. (laughs) Interesting. Shop, how was your Thanksgiving, buddy? Week 13, the season-long update. How are things going? Thanksgiving was good. You know, uh, it it was what it is. And then – the the thing about Thanksgiving is what do you what do you do with all that food afterwards? And luckily we're pretty creative. So I've I've been eating turkey and ham for a week straight now, but it's good stuff. We we do some different stuff with it. And my season long is uh like man, I just oof. I got a good team. I'm gonna make the playoffs. Our playoffs we we have always run it in week fifteen, sixteen. I think I'm gonna make. Probably got about eighty percent chance to make, but man. Dalvin Cook last night costed me a win. Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook going down costing me a chance to lock it up. So that that sucks. I hope he's all right. But otherwise, we'll, I think I think I'm going to get to the promised land here. Yeah, we'll, we'll hit on that uh, as we cover the games. Minnesota on the main slate. Uh, my biggest uh, beat, we'll say, bad beat. I needed less than a point last night uh, towards the end from Dan Bailey. Shanks the extra point. I do not advance uh, in one of my leagues, a bracket style league. So. Too many missed extra points here, but uh, Thanksgiving was good. Uh, 50 people at the house, somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, I'm trending towards being sick. I can feel it in my throat. You may be able to hear that, so hopefully I can fight that off. But uh, let's move on. Let's let's talk here week 14. Dive into the games here, guys. We'll spend a little bit more time in the good games. Uh, we'll fly through some of these games that don't look so good. So let's start with one I think is interesting, Carolina. At Atlanta, both teams coming off losses. You know, Carolina's not good. Lose at home to Washington. Uh, Atlanta, tough loss there on Thanksgiving. Uh, to New Orleans, we got Atlanta. Slight favorites here at home. Pretty high total here. 
Uh, questionable tags for Julio Hooper and Greg Olson. So, Shop, let's start with you, buddy. Uh, a game that could be some points here, one of the higher totals we have here on the main slate. Your thoughts here, Panthers and Falcons. Rare, interesting games from a DFS per- perspective this week. Some of them just don't stand out to me, but this one looks pretty good. Obviously, we got to fight through the injuries, but I'm just I'm, – uh, I'm, I'm very, very tempted, and I usually don't do this, but I'm very, very tempted to push the lock button on Christian McCaffrey. It's still a big salary, but – now, now is the defining moment of the season for him. Either we're going to be sitting here after Sunday and looking going, wow, two straight poor weeks for McCaffrey, so he is human. Or we're going to be sitting here after Sunday going, yep, we knew the guy wasn't going to have two bad games in a row. It's just impossible for him. He's just that good. So I'm tempted to just lock button him in and just let everything else fall where it may. But uh, I think you know it's a great matchup for him. He's the guy that uh, I'm super interested in. Obviously, DJ Moore looks good too, but uh, I would I would prefer a running back against Atlanta at this point. Uh, can't mess with the Kyle Allens of the world. Curtis Samuel's such low A dot and just doesn't do it for me. So there's just really two main pieces over there: McCaffrey and Moore. And for Atlanta, that's where you really can't get a good read on this team until we see what the injuries shape out to be. So maybe Freeman. Maybe we can come back with Freeman. Although I get a, I get a sneaky feeling that. As much as we want to force Freeman in there, that they're going to try to run like two or three running backs in the, on this team from here on out because there's just nothing to play for. There's no reason to work a veteran for 30 touches a game when they when there's nothing to do it for, and they got him under contract anyway. So I just wait for the injuries to see how that shapes out because if the injuries break like they did last week, we could fire up Calvin Ridley. If not, then it's going to be spread out in the passing game. So I'm kind of on the fence about Atlanta right now. All right, and it's a great point. You know, you got to start factoring that in is the, the motivation for teams. Who's playing for a playoff spot, a division title? Who's who's out of it maybe looking at the future? So uh, as we get closer to the end of the season, you got to factor that in uh, to your DFS lineup. So glad you brought that up. And, and I love the McCaffrey call, obviously. Let's take a rocket scientist play him. But a uh, season high in targets and receptions and receiving yards against this Atlanta team just a few weeks ago. And we know – uh, that's been an Achilles heel for them for a long time. So some people may hesitate. Uh, had a down game last week, but uh, no issues going back to McCaffrey this week. Derek, your thoughts here, Panthers and Falcons. Oh, man, the Panthers, they let Kyle Allen air it out 46 times in a game against the Redskins at home when it was a one-score game pretty much the entire second half. Uh, McCaffrey only 14 rushing attempts. Hopefully they fix that this week. Um, you know, he's obviously going to have a big part in the passing game as well. But like you mentioned, had a big game against Atlanta earlier this season. Put up 33 without scoring a touchdown. So I agree with you guys. I think you just lock McCaffrey in once again. You find the value to plug in around him. This is the time of year where, you know, you're going to have a lot of injuries, a lot of, uh, you know, younger players getting bigger roles. So we're going to have a lot of value available. And then I agree with the DJ Moore call. You know, he's clearly established himself as a wide receiver one there. I uh, don't mind looking to him against a very beatable secondary. If Craig Olson's out, I do think you can look at Ian Thomas, 2,500 bare minimum on DraftKings. Uh, you know, Falcons aren't great at defending tight ends. And then on the other side, I do have interest in Matt Ryan if he does have his weapons back. Uh, it sounded like Hooper was supposed to practice on Monday and Julio Jones was trending in the right direction, but it's still so early in the week that it's hard to tell. Uh, but Ryan, indoors, always a good bet for 300 yards and a couple touchdowns. And then Freeman did play on 67% of the snaps in his first game back from injury. This is a run funnel defense. The Panthers, you know, eighth in DVOA against the pass, 31st in DVOA against the run. So I think you can look at him, but yeah, uh, the Falcons don't really have a ton of reason to play all of their, you know, veterans. All right, we got Atlanta minus three at home, Derek, 47 and a half. Uh, like I said, one of the higher totals we have here. Uh, what do you got on this one? I will take the over. Uh, a lot of good pieces from a DFS perspective. I kind of think in Julio and Hooper suit up, so uh, I like the over in this one. I am going to go over as well. I think either team could win this game. Uh, if McCaffrey goes nuts, obviously Carolina's a good shot. Atlanta at home uh, could win this game. So not not sure on the line, but I'll take the over. 47 and a half. I think there's going to be a lot of fantasy production here. Chop, uh, your thoughts? I'm taking Atlanta at home here. I just uh, – I think we're seeing the other shoe drop on Kyle Allen, and I, I trust Atlanta more than I trust Carolina. All right, moving on next game. We got uh, your Super Bowl favorites here and, and running away with it. The Baltimore Ravens, a big win at home against San Francisco. 
uh, kind of played out as we thought it would. You know, a, a great game to watch, a, a great football game. Uh, DFS-wise, not the best game. Now they go to Buffalo, another game. I don't know that there's a lot here. So, you know, Buffalo, big win at Dallas. Chop, we'll, we'll, we'll razz you about that here shortly. But uh, let's talk about the DFS stuff here first, Derek. Lamar Jackson, you know, price creeped back up a little bit. But tough spot here at Buffalo. Do we just continue to play him? Are you avoiding him this week? How are you handling that? And then what do we do with Buffalo? Uh, Singletary looked good. Allen's been good this season. But stiff test here with this Baltimore defense. Yeah, I honestly thought uh, San Francisco would be able to, you know, keep the wraps on Lamar Jackson, but uh, at least 26 fantasy points each of his last seven games. Um, you know, if we have that type of production from a running back, he would be 9-10K. So certainly don't see a reason to fade him at this point, 7,400. If you're going to get 26-plus fantasy points, I'll continue to take it. Uh, Buffalo much worse against the run than they are against the pass. So uh, it's a rare spot where I think you could actually fire up Mark Ingram. I know the snaps aren't there, but he's still a pretty good bet to see, you know, uh, touches in the team somewhere. 5900 is a good price point. No interest in the receivers. I think you can just play Lamar naked or, you know, maybe even pair him up with Ingram and sort of a full game stack there. Um, but, yeah, they're really tough on receivers, so it's hard to play Marquise Brown against Tredavious White. They're really tough on tight ends as well. And then for Buffalo, I just don't really see anything I love here. Uh, we've seen Baltimore. They've really improved their secondary since they got healthy. Uh, they're much better against the pass than they were. They're still beatable on the ground, but don't really want to play a single tear in a game where they could be playing from behind. I suppose, you know, his snaps do keep trending upward, and he does have a large uh, role in the passing game. But uh, for me, not a ton of interest on the Buffalo side. Yeah, same. Uh, it's pretty much Lamar or Buss for me here. I don't even know if I'd pair him up if I played him here. So, Chop, your thoughts here? Uh, Baltimore looking good. Buffalo, a big win against your Cowboys on the road. Can they continue that here at home against the Ravens? definitely think Buffalo could uh, win this game outright. Uh, I mean, Baltimore's got to be feeling pretty good about themselves after the Frisco win, and Lamar did get loose again, so it's there's no way you say fade Lamar anymore. Like, you don't have to play him, but you certainly don't, you know, there's no fading this guy altogether. So, But I think it's an interesting spot because Buffalo does have a tough defense. They do have a good passing passing defense, which means we could see problems and issues for Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews, and that means everything has to come from Lamar on the ground. But we had those games where Mark Ingram steps in and takes all the touchdowns. It's just the, it's just the way it works sometimes. And so uh, I'm kind of on the fence about playing him too much this week on the road like this. I've, I've, got, some, I've got some concerns about him. So he's the one guy that I look at that uh, – you know, obviously stands out for Baltimore. I could play some sprinkles, some Ingram and GPPs, but I don't have much interest in the in the pass receivers in this game. And for Buffalo, man, yeah, this Baltimore defense looks really good. Whew, it's tough to trust any of these guys. I mean, obviously Josh Allen with his running ability is fine. But, uh, yeah, like you guys said, it's it's just tough to find a way to get on Baltimore right now. It's just, I mean, they just don't have much outside of Josh Allen's legs in this game, I don't think. One thing to keep in mind uh, with Lamar, if you are playing him, and we've seen this happen before, if you really think Baltimore is going to roll here in the spread at five and a half, uh, it certainly could happen. And they have a Thursday night game next week. So, you know, it could be, could be uh, Lamar and bubble wrap like we've seen. Usually that means he had a massive game. So I wouldn't overthink it, but uh, just something to keep in the back of your mind here. So, Chop, we got Baltimore minus five and a half on the road. So big road favorites here. Low total, though, 43. This is a tough one, but I think uh, I think just what you just said is is very interesting. A game on Thursday coming up for Baltimore. The last game was the game of the year against San Francisco, so now they got this one on the road sandwich in there. I think I'm taking Buffalo in the points. I'm with you for that same reason. You know, we talk about sandwich games, and you see it a lot in college. Uh, I, I think this is a spot Baltimore. You put everything into that game and won, and uh, I think Buffalo is, is better than people realize. We've questioned it. Have they played anybody? It was a big win in Dallas. Now, coming back home, uh, always a tough place to play. So, I'll, I'll take Buffalo in the points. I wouldn't be surprised to see this cut down to, to four, four and a half by the time we get to Sunday. So, grab the five and a half now. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, make it three for three. A little extra rest for Buffalo. And as you mentioned, really tough place to play. So, uh, I will take the points as well. All right, next game, uh, one of the lower totals we have, sitting at 40 and a half, Cincinnati and Cleveland. Now, Cincinnati finally got on the board, beat the Jets. Uh, Andy Dalton back in that lineup. 
Uh, it was an ugly game, a lower scoring game. Uh, Cleveland tough loss at Pittsburgh. So, chop, 40.5 point total. Generally not a, a spot we're looking uh, for fantasy goodness. So, one note, John Ross is back here. So, Cincinnati uh, gets a pass catcher back. Uh, any interest, though, in this game? I'm, I'm not seeing much here to get too excited about. I mean, typically I want to see – when I see Cincinnati on the schedule, I say, okay, I can play guys against their defense. So I think there's a route there. But, you know, Mayfield, ah, he hit his – like, first of all, he just hasn't been particularly good this year at all. And it's carried over to Odell Beckham. So that's not an easy sell right there for me. Jarvis has been the better receiver this year. Uh, the way you want to go, I guess, is Nick Chubb. And then – that's Cleveland. That's Cleveland in a nutshell. Don't know if I can trust their passing game, but if anything, I know I can trust Nick Chubb. But on the flip side, man, Cincinnati is – boy, Andy Dalton I thought was going to have a good game last week and a good matchup. Didn't pan out for him. Now, a lot of it wasn't his fault. I saw him dropping touchdowns on him, but nonetheless, it was a very subpar game. Now you go on the road, a little bit tougher defense, so I don't think I can trust Cincinnati at all here. So my interest, I guess, mainly lies with Nick Chubb. Any worry about Kareem Hunt? Uh, starting to get more and more involved. Prices creeping up on him. I'm with you. I want to like Nick Chubb, and the touches are, are coming down a little bit. He's still getting some work, but generally, big home favorite is where we want our running back. Any worry about Kareem Hunt? Uh, any interest in playing him at a cheaper price tag? Uh, I don't have any interest in playing him, and I don't worry about him if I think the game script fits Nick Chubb's game. And this, I think this fits Chubb. If it's a different type of game script, then I would worry about him, but I don't think I'm worried about him this week. All right, and it makes sense. I mean, it's a great matchup. Cincinnati 27th DVOA against the run. So, I mean, if I'm going anywhere, it's there. I just I, – I worry somewhat about Cream Hunt. Derek, your thoughts here. Cincinnati, not a lot to love, but – uh, Cleveland, uh, you you on the running game here as well. And is it is it Chubb? Is it Hunt? Maybe it's neither. Yeah, I think you can play pretty much anyone from Cleveland. Uh, look at Cincinnati's defense. They're right there with the Dolphins, uh, very bottom of the league. And when the Browns faced the Dolphins a couple weeks ago at home, uh, pretty much everyone off. Baker had a big game. Beckham had a big game. Landry, Chubb, Hunt, all five of them, you know, put up some big numbers. So I think it's a pretty good spot for Cleveland, whether you want to target the running game or the passing game. Over the last two weeks, uh, Hunt does have more snaps than Chubb, which I was surprised to see, but Chubb does have 17 more touches during that stretch. I would probably lean toward Chubb as well, um, but he's pretty expensive. Probably uh, for him over on FanDuel than I do on DraftKings. Then in the passing game, uh, I'll probably have more interest in Odell and Landry than you two. Um, they're just getting a ton of opportunities. You know, we know uh, Baker's not really going to look elsewhere uh, in the passing game. So against the one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL, uh, I'll take some chances with Beckham and Landry. And then for Cincinnati, yeah, it's pretty ugly. Uh, not a lot to love here. Tough spot to play. Uh, we know Cleveland's pass defense is pretty good. Dalton did have a pretty quiet second half, but he played well in that first half, and then they were up two scores. So didn't have to do a ton in that second half. But, yeah, I just don't really know who to trust on this side. Maybe look at Tyler Boyd. You know, he still runs uh, most of his routes in the slot. 5,900, decent price point there. All right, Derek, we got Cleveland, big home favorites here, minus 8.5 right now. The total very low at 40.5. Oh, man, this feels like a letdown spot for Cleveland, but uh, I'll take the points. I'll bet on them at home. I think they just put up a bunch of points in this one. All right, Chop, what do you got? Yeah, I think Cleveland hit rock bottom last week, and there's nowhere to go but up, so I'll, I'll take Cleveland here. I don't have a strong feeling on either of these. I'll go Cleveland. I uh, don't want to go under in that total. Uh, I think there will be some points here, and tough to, tough to bet on Cincinnati uh, on the road, so – I'll go Cleveland as well. Don't love it, but we'll make it a clean sweep. All right, moving on. Next game, we have Washington uh, in Green Bay. Washington coming off a big win. Uh, they played well. I think a lot of that was Darius Geis. Now, problem was Darius Geis was third in snaps on his own team. So, uh, poor little little cold water on the Geis excitement. Maybe that's just me. You guys can hit on that. Green Bay at home, generally a better team. Big favorites here. So, Chop, is this a, a, a all-out spot on Green Bay? Do you see any more interest in Washington? And I seem to have uh, – what do you got here, Redskins and Packers? Interest in Washington. Just like you said, uh, this this kid's a good bag, but they're, they're treating him pretty fragile, which they should. So uh, I'm not trusting a guy that plays 20 snaps a game or whatever. He's terrible snap count, so I don't want to go that route. 
And uh, for Green Bay, yeah, I think this is a very good spot for them to smash. I, I don't, I don't see them slowing down in this game at all. I like Aaron Rodgers. You gotta love Devontae in any game he faces th- these days. And uh, the question becomes the running backs. Aaron Jones still splitting those carries with Jamal Williams. So. Will we have the four-touchdown Aaron Jones game, which wins people tournaments on a limited snap count, or do do we have the Aaron Jones from, like, last week where if you can't find a way to get in the end zone, he's not going to do it for you? That's the only question out there. I tend to lean on the fact that one of these guys, Jones or Williams, actually does score some touchdowns this week. So kind of like the running backs here. But, yeah, all my interest lies with those four guys on Green Bay because it's a very centered offense, and I don't have any interest in Washington. I'm pretty much with you. I think you can throw in Alan Lazard as well. Uh, you know, the targets aren't what we want to see, but uh, the big plays have been there. Had a big week last week, so he, he's cheap. The running backs, the big question, no doubt. You know, I've always been an Aaron Jones guy, but uh, you're getting almost $2,000 savings with, with Jamal Williams. And big home favorites, we just talked about it with Cleveland, good spot to target running backs. So they come on Team Jamal Williams. We'll be mixing in some Jones as well. Derek, your thoughts here? Uh, a lot of Green Bay love for here. me and Chop. Anything on the Washington side uh, to interest you? Yeah, I agree with you, too, on the Packers side. I'm not sure the volume's going to be there for Rodgers, so I probably won't play him at this price point, but I do still, still think uh, Adams will get double-digit targets against a very beatable secondary, so love Adams. Uh, and then just take your pick with Jones and Williams. They're both going to have their opportunities. Uh, and I'm hoping Williams plays well again because his uh, post-game interviews are the best. <laughs> Talking about Frozen, Mermaids, SpongeBob. Um, that guy's hilarious. Um, on the Washington side, yeah, back-to-back wins and Haskins scored six and seven fantasy points. That's pretty bad. Uh, I can't trust the running back situation. I know guys looked great last week, but like you mentioned, uh, played third most snaps in that backfield. So for me, Washington's a complete fade. I think you can play the Packers D, and I think they'll be pretty low, uh, pretty low owned given the fact that they're 4K on DraftKings. Man, this this Terry McLaurin dude. I mean, so much talent just just wasted away. If you're stacking Green Bay and assisting both of you, is that the guy you run it back with? Do you just not run it back with anybody? Uh, I know we said we don't have any interest in in Rodgers, so maybe it's just a running back, Green Bay D. Any interest in Terry McLaurin? I'm going to take your silence as a no on Terry <laughs> McLaurin. All right, let's move on to uh, the spread here. we got Green Bay minus 13, 42 and a half on that total, Derek. Green Bay hammer time. Chop. Mm, good one. Uh, well, the reason I don't have interest in McLaren is because I think Washington scores less than double-digit points in the game. So I could go either or. I could go Green Bay or I could go the under. I'll, I'll take the under. All right, I'm going to go Green Bay as well. I think Washington played their best game last week, caught a, caught a sleepy Carolina team at home. But uh, Green Bay, very good offensively at home. The defense has played well. So give me Green Bay. Uh, big spread to cover, but I think they get it done. All right, moving on. Denver and Houston here, another big spread, nine and a half for the Texans at home, coming off their big win against New England. Think there be any any letdown here? You know, maybe maybe they're sleepy after a big win at home. Denver, big win at home for them as well uh, against the Chargers. So, forty-one and a half in the total, Derek. Another lowish total, another high spread. Uh, generally leads us to running backs, but what do you think here? Deshaun Watson, Hopkins, Fuller, or do we go the running back route here against Denver? Yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, the big you know, stat that stood out to me last week, Duke Johnson plays 68% of the snaps in a game where they were playing from ahead uh, against the Patriots. I don't know if that was a game plan specific thing or, or whatever, but he had nine carries, six targets, uh, 90 yards and a touchdown. So at 3,900, uh, he's at least somewhat interesting against the Broncos uh, at home if that's going to continue. Uh, we can always play Hopkins, but he's probably going to draw Harris. Um, fine with Fuller as well in tournaments, fine with Watson. Uh, just a low total in general scares me off of uh, full stack here. Uh, but for Denver, it's just hard to tell what to expect from Locke. Um, it's his first start on the road. I know he had those couple touchdowns early uh, in the game against San Diego, but only finished with 134 yards. Lindsey, we keep waiting for him to break out. He's getting you know the majority of snaps and touches in that backfield. I think he's an interesting tournament play if he's going to be low owned at 5,300. Um, and then you know it's just hard to trust these pass catchers with a rookie quarterback playing on the road. All right, Chop, what do you got here, Broncos and Texans? Denver is a hard pass for me, and Houston is uh, – Deshaun, and I like pairing him with somebody. 
and not necessarily DeAndre Hopkins in this game either. So take your pick of all the pass catchers, uh, Duke, Will Fuller, a tight end, and then sprinkle in some DeAndre, but doesn't have to be all DeAndre this game. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Not too excited about this one. Uh, Watson has a, the red second uh, on DraftKings, so that'll help scare some people away. Uh, but I do have some interest there with his pass catchers. Duke, we'll see. Uh, I don't know if I believe it or not. Uh, I want to because he's cheap, can get involved in the pass game. But on the Denver side, I'm with you, Chop. Not much interest there. All right, nine and a half on that spread, Chop. 41 and a half is where the total sits. Uh, I will take Houston as the favorite in this game. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go an old man under here. I, I don't know that Denver scores much in this game, and Houston can grind it out if they want to. Uh, with Carlos Hyde. So give me the under. Uh, Derek, what do you got? 41 and a half feels too low for a game uh, with the Texans, but uh, I like the under as well. All right, moving on. Still in the one o'clock window here. A lot of games this week, so a lot of choices to be made. Here we have uh, another massive spread. Minnesota, 13-point favorites at home against the Lions. Look, Lions uh, down to their third-string quarterback, uh, Mr. Blau. A tough loss at home against Chicago. Minnesota we saw last night, tough loss in Seattle. So who responds here, Derek? Uh, who comes back? Uh, is this another onslaught with Minnesota? Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a blowout here. You know, Blau had a pretty good game uh, on Thanksgiving, but now going on the road, uh, tough environment to play in. So, yeah, give me the Vikings. Give me their defense. Sounds like Dalvin Cook's going to be able to play after sitting out, you know, most of the second half against the Seahawks last week. I was hoping we would get Madison, uh, you know, as a cheap value, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. I still think Cook is viable. Um, I've looked at a couple of projection systems early in the week, and they have uh, Cook projected for more fantasy points than C-Mac. So, uh, something to keep an eye on as the week goes on. As far as the passing game, it's just hard to trust. I'm not sure the volume's going to be there. Uh, we know they want to run the ball anyway, and they're huge favorites at home. So I'll probably pass, you know, maybe a few shots on Diggs just because we're waiting for that big game from him. But uh, everyone else I can avoid. And for the Lions, not a lot to love here. I mean, Minnesota secondary isn't that great. You know, Xavier Rhodes has taken a big drop off this season. So if you want to look at Galladay, if you want to bring it back, um, your Davin Cook shares. I don't mind looking at Galladay, but for the most part, I think the Lions can be avoided. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, TJ Hawkinson now on IR, so they're, they're just running out of weapons. They don't seem too interested in winning games, uh, you know, trending towards uh, being one of the candidates to pick first in the draft. So uh, I don't know that they get much done here. So I like Cook a lock, Madison a lock button if he is the guy here uh, and love the defense. So agree with you there. Chop, uh, anything else here on the Detroit side, Minnesota? Uh, maybe do we go to the passing game to be different uh, if Cook's going to be highly owned? What do you think here? Yeah, I think I have a lot more interest in Detroit than you guys, it sounds like, um, namely their pass catchers. Uh, I think that I want to play one of Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones on a lot of lineups. There's one big major weakness with this Minnesota defense, and it's their secondary and – like, they just keep on getting hit up by guys. And, you know, even the Monday night game, DK Metcalf did pretty well against them. David Moore got loose on a really long touchdown. I could definitely see Marvin Jones or Kenny Galladay doing that. So, I like, I like, the, I like those pass catchers for Detroit. And, and uh, I think I'm probably a little bit more on Stephon Diggs than, than it sounds like Derek is, for sure. Uh, here's my thing about Dalvin Cook. It's a clavicle injury. Clearly, he's in pain. Like, man, it, it would suck to load up on Dalvin Cook in DFS, and then he goes out there, takes a couple big shots, and he just can't handle the pain anymore. And I know they shoot him up a little bit before the games and all, but still, it still hurts like hell. So, you know, he may be one of those things where we only see him for a few plays, and then the pain is too much, or the pain is already too much, so they're already splitting carries before we even know it. So I have a little bit more interest in – Stefan Diggs than uh than you guys do, but otherwise, if Cook was healthy, he'd be a lock and load for me. But I'm li I'm li I'm leery of that injury. I, I got to correct one thing there, Chop. What's you, up? You had a pretty big mistake there. It's, it's not DK Metcalf. It's Decaf Metcalf, according to the broadcast last night on Monday Night Football. So <laughs> got a good laugh yeah. out of that. Call him Decaf, but 
Here's a question. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I like that, man. Did you catch that? I, I don't know if it was uh, it was Booger. I think it was Booger. It might man, have been the other guy. But, I didn't uh, catch it because I do not listen to them. I, I mean, I love the guy for entertainment value because he says so many stupid things, but I try not to listen to him too much. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly why I listen to him. See what uh, else he's going to say. But, uh, yeah, that was a good one. So let, let's just play hypothetical here. I mean, if Cook's out, everybody's going to play Madison. But if is there any scenario where, where exactly what you talked about, Chop, would you play Madison – not not banking on a Cook injury, but maybe he'll be under the radar if Cook was starting. Nobody's going to play him. Is that getting too cute then? No, I think – well, I mean, I guess we'll have to see how the week shapes up and if there's any any low-dollar value guys out there that really stand out to us. Uh, it's kind of sometimes that's hit or miss. But, yeah, man, I think in tournaments you there's definitely a path to where I could play Alexander Madison and and just like I said, I, I could see Dalvin Cook taking a couple of big shots. This is NFL linebackers out here. I, don't, I know Detroit's not great, but these guys still, they all hit hard. And if you have a shoulder issue and you're getting hit on your shoulder, take a couple of good shots. I could see a path where Madison gets the lion's share of the work because the Vikings can't – because Dalvin Cook can't handle the pain. Right, or even maybe they get out to a lead and they put them on the bench. You know, they, they have playoff aspirations. They have Super Bowl aspirations. So I, I bring it up because I'm intrigued uh, with Madison. Uh, Derek, any thoughts there? I mean, again, Cook's out. Everybody plays him. But if Cook's in, uh, you're talking about a, a very low-owned guy with some upside. So thoughts on that real quick. Yeah, Chop makes some great points about the clavicle, uh, hurting, and the potential blowout. So, yeah, I think that's definitely interesting. Definitely not like a, if you're making five lineups, throw them in there. But if you're making 20 or more, I think you can take a shot on them. All right. So, Chop, we got Vikings big favorites, 13 at home, 44 is where the total's sitting. Ooh, man. I'm going to say I'm going to go with the over because I think Detroit can put up more points than what – the general public thinks they can. I think they can put up some points, so I'm going to take the over. Derek, what do you got? I will take another big home favorite. Uh, doesn't feel great, but give me the Vikings. I'm going to lean the over as well. I'm not excited about Detroit for DFS, but I do think uh, they can put enough points, and I think Minnesota can do whatever they want. So uh, they're going to score four or five touchdowns. I don't need a whole lot from Detroit, so I will go the over as well. All right, next game. Another one of those, you know, a, a great football game, one I'd love to sit down and watch. Uh, but DFS-wise, where do we go here, Chop? San Francisco and New Orleans, Niners coming off that loss in Baltimore, uh, Saints coming off that win on Thanksgiving night against the Falcons. But we're talking about a close spread, 44-and-a-half on the total. Are there any viable DFS plays here that it was big slate of games, don't have to play them all? Uh, maybe I'm missing something here, but another one of those games – not a ton of interest for me here. Yeah, for the fact that we have so many games this week, and I, I'm not going to sit here and detail every player, I really don't have much interest in this game. Uh, San, Fr San Francisco, we know what they do. Like, they're three running backs deep if Brietta comes back. They're four wide receivers deep. I don't have to, I don't have to take chances over there. And for New Orleans, was there a more disappointing uh, week 13 team out there, fantasy-wise. Drew Brees, one touchdown. Thomas, a goose, a goose egg, practically. Kamara, nothing. Like, they were a total letdown against a, uh, an Atlanta team that they should have taken advantage of. So, I definitely don't want to play them against San Francisco. So, I don't have much interest in this game. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about two top five teams uh, as far as fantasy points allowed to running backs. You know, that's what both of these teams really want to do. Run the ball, play defense. So, Derek, any more optimism here uh, for DFS? Again, should be a great game. Uh, I can't wait to sit down and watch it. But DFS, I, I think it's a fade for me. First off, if I have to watch Taysom Hill score another touchdown or block another punt, I mean, I don't know if it's just because he went to BYU, but uh, I can't stand the guy. Um, I mean, he seems like a good teammate and all that, but um, just let Drew Brees do his thing, you know. Uh, bugs me. Anyway, um, Look, we're getting like a 2K price well, decrease. Well, Derek must not play Taysom in, in the showdowns. It's no, I'm not a big T. Uh, saltiness there. No giblets. I think the bigger story. So you're you're saying there's a huge rivalry between you and BYU? Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Warriors v Taysom. What are you? What is? What is? Uh, I was taking your school of choice as the Utah Utes. Yeah, alma mater. Oh, oh, really? Oh, shit! You went to college. You're a smart boy. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get into that playoff but 
Anyway, we're getting a big discount on Kamara and Michael Thomas. We know the offense is going to run through those two guys. Uh, I'll gladly play them, even in this tough matchup. They're at home in a dome. I know the Niners' defense is great, but uh, I'll, I'll take Kamara and MT once again. Then for the Niners, you guys mentioned there's just so many players that could play well. Uh, Debo runs most of his routes on the outside, so he should get the Lattimore treatment. Maybe that opens things up for Sanders and Kittle if you do want to bring it back with a, a couple of Niners. But for the most part, it's just the Saints for me. Derek, any interest in these San Fran running backs, or, or can you make sense of any of this, or is it just too tough to, to decide? I mean, it seems to change by the week. Now you add Breida back. Uh, any interest there? <laughs> yeah, we can't even get it right when Breida's out. Uh, so if he's back, that's just one more body in there. So no thanks. There, there you go. Don't overthink it here. All right, New Orleans minus three at home, Derek, 44 and a half on the total. I like both these defenses, but it's in the dome. I think it goes over. Chop, what do you got? I'm gonna say I'm gonna go against Derek. I'm gonna go and if I don't, if I just don't like fantasy guys, I don't think there's much scoring. Then I'm gonna go with the under. I'm gonna go with San Fran and the points here. I think the public will be heavy on New Orleans or at home. Uh, I think San Francisco may be the better team of the two, and that may not be a popular take. Saints a very good team, but I uh, like what I've seen out of San Francisco. They hung in there. Probably should have won that game at Baltimore. Uh, I think they shock some people here. So, Timmy San Francisco uh, to win this game. Hell, let's go on the money line here with the Niners. All right, two games left here in the 1 o'clock window. You're listening to the DFS OGs podcast right here on Roto Grinders. Miami and the Jets break up the Dolphins, boys. Continue to get it done. A big win against Philly, putting up points. It's magic. Alive and well, the Jets – well, thought they were playing well, and then they go to Cincy and uh, drop a dud. So, do they respond here, Derek? Do, do the Jets get it going? I mean, Miami games seem to go over every single week. So, I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I think a very stackable game. So, uh, favorite plays in this game, or am I just too high in this game? Yeah, I think the, there's a lot of good plays here. And, you know, I know it's tough to be a Jaguars fan, but at least I'm not a Jets fan. <laughs> they gave up their first win – or the first win to the Dolphins and then the first win to the Bengals as well uh, when they were both winless. So uh, that's pretty rough. But they're playing at home, pretty high implied total. Uh, Le'Veon Bell back up to 85% of the snaps last week. Uh, in the previous two, he was under 60. So a uh, pretty good spot for him. Can't ask for a better matchup. We saw Miles Sanders get the job done against Miami. So I think Bell – uh, is in a blow spot here. He's kind of had some bad run with touchdowns over the last few weeks. I don't mind going back to Robbie Anderson. Over 300 air yards over the last three games. Very beatable secondary. Um, so he's probably my preferred pass catcher. But the only issue with Thomas at 3,700, Crowder at 5,300. I think all these guys are in play against the Dolphins. Then you can obviously bring it back with, uh, you know, Devontae Parker. Just continues to crush. Uh, his price is up to 6900 um, on DraftKings, and that should keep the ownership down, even though he just continues to put up 100 yards and a touchdown every week. Patrick Laird, probably going to be one of the more popular plays of the week if Balaj ends up uh, sitting out. He still hasn't been able to do much on the ground, but he is a much better pass catcher than Balaj. so I think he's definitely worth a look at 4100 and that's it for me in this one. All right, Chop Dolphins, Jets, game of the week. Well, it's the exact opposite of the uh, New Orleans game, right? That's a great real-life game. This one's terrible. That one's bad for fantasy, we think. And this one looks great for fantasy. Hell, uh, I think that, uh, yeah, everybody's in play. Fitzpatrick's looked great in the, these comeback roles, these garbage-time roles with, to Devontae Parker. So you can go that route. Uh, the Jets, I mean, Sam Darnold has just been hit or miss all year. But when he's been hitting – it's been pretty good stuff, so I think you can play him again in this game. Two poor defenses here through the air. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I think, is due here for a nice little game. And uh, Patrick Laird, boy, that's the good question right there. <laughs> I mean, I thought this was uh, – I, I, I guess on DraftKings he's playable. He's up to 4,100. He's not stone minimum anymore, but 4,100, eh. I guess so, man, on DraftKings because you get a point for every reception. But like Derek said, these guys can't run the ball at all. So it's not like you're banking on any running yardage here or even running touchdowns. You're hoping everything comes through the air. You're hoping he gets a touchdown through the air because he's not going to get it on the ground. So eh, he's in play. And, and as much as we all want to keep forcing Le'Veon Bell in there, whew, this guy's just not very good right now. So even against the Dolphins, I don't, I don't see this big blow-up game happening. 
Yeah, and keep an eye, Sam Darnold. Listen, it's questionable. So that you know, oh, no. it sounds like he's going to play. No, 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 no alarms or anything, but something to watch. Uh, I agree with more so with Chop and Levy and Bell. Uh, just uh, have not liked what I've seen out of him. Just doesn't look like the same guy. And Patrick Laird, an interesting case. He's got to get there with the receptions. The Jets very good against the run. In fact, second uh, DVOA in that department. So you're really counting on those receptions. But 4100. Uh, I think he has a path to get there uh, through those receptions. So let's take a look at the spread total. We got uh, Jets minus five in this one. Total sitting at 45. Chop. I would say that, man, as good as the Dolphins are playing, I'm going to still go. I'm going to go with the Jets here against the spread. And also, I also would point out if I was a GM of a team, you know what? I, I would spend like every year, I would spend like one or two late round picks, one, maybe one late round pick on a running back. And that running back would be a guy who jumped off the film to me as a quick twitch guy, like small spaces can get through a hole really fast because these big bulky running backs like Le'Veon Bell, when they finally slow up or when, you know, just they don't have much movement, not much speed. And that's when they really go south. I'd, I'd, be, I'd make sure I always had a surplus of the very quick backs. And I would never pay a back a big contract. When his time came up to get big money, I'd let him walk, even if it was the best guy in the league. And I'd just make sure I always had a, a steady surplus of quick running backs that could get – because those guys last about two or three years. But w- while they're there, they're very, very good until they hit that wall. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. And he, he was good, you know, with the whole hesitation of finding the hole and he had a good line in Pittsburgh. And now you're starting to see that that doesn't work. And can he alter his game and, and not do that? doesn't seem like it. So, I don't know. I just – I don't I don't like what I've seen from Le'Veon. I think it's a great point, Chop. So, I'm going to go the over in this game. Uh, I don't think either defense is going to be able to stop the other offense through the air, as crazy as it sounds. But uh, I think we get a lot of points here. Derek, minus five, 45 on the total. Give Chop a general manager job. He can do a better job than most of the guys out there. Right. I'll I'll take him over half the GMs in the league right now. Exactly. I'll take the over as well. Uh, Weather looks pretty good in this one. Uh, We know the Dolphins aren't going to be able to run the ball, so a lot of passing attempts and two pretty beatable pass defenses. And I I also selfishly want the over. One of my best ball championship teams, and no no shame in my game here, is a Miami stack, boys. Lil, Lil Fitzpatrick. Uh, Parker in there, so Gusecki uh, still alive in the big tournament. So nice. need all the Dolphins here this week against the Jets. All right, last game here at 1 o'clock, Indy and Tampa. Tampa Bay minus three at home here, 47 and a half. So another pretty big total here. Uh, big questions on the Indy side. Marlon Mack maybe back, not looking likely. T.Y. Hilton kind of in that same boat, uh, looking iffy. So Derek, uh, an interesting game here. Close spread, big totals, kind of what we look for in DFS. Yeah, a lot of duds last week, but none bigger than Jonathan Williams. I don't know if he got hurt or what, but he didn't – I don't even see him on the field in the second half. Um, I luckily didn't play him, but he was uh, on my short list of potential targets. Either way, uh, I'm not going to be using the running backs against Tampa Bay. Number one in DVOA against the run, 25th against the pass. So, uh, give me some percent, and then depending on, you know, T.Y. Hilton, don't mind going to Pascal. Uh, with Ebron now, Doyle's getting a bunch of work. His price is up to 4600 I think that'll keep uh, a lot of people off of him. And then if Paris Campbell ends up being out as well, uh, Marcus Johnson's been getting more work. He's only 3600 against this pass funnel defense. So I think there's a lot of interesting plays in the passing game here. Just going to wait and see with Hilton and Campbell. And then for Tampa Bay, uh, we saw Ronald Jones get benched because he didn't pass protect very well. So that's a sticky situation right now. I'll probably avoid them. Uh, Winston and his pass catchers always viable. You know, Edwins and Evans and Godwin. Typically, one of them has a big week, uh, so I certainly will have exposure to both. Uh, probably not in the same lineup because we rarely see them both go off in the same week. But I think they're both interesting. And then OJ Howard, uh, sneaky play of the week. Eighty-three percent of the snaps last week. Six targets. Uh, we know Indy very bad against tight ends. Uh, they give up a lot over the middle. So OJ Howard, one of my favorite tournament plays. Ronald Jones, I mean, tilting to say the least. Finally jump on board last week, and the dude can't block. So he doesn't play. Peyton Barber scores all the touchdowns in a good matchup uh, with Jacksonville, who we'll get to here shortly. But, yeah, one of my, my big mistakes from week 13 was, was believing in Ronald Jones. So, Chop, your thoughts here, uh, a potential shootout here, Indy and Tampa. Well, uh, the Indy side is definitely – 
a wait and see approach with uh, with the injuries and uh, if if they if Ty is out again and Marlon Mack, I guess we'll see. But you know, if they're out, then it it goes back to what we saw last week: a lot of Jack Doyle and a lot of Zach Pascal, and and that's that. And uh, for Tampa Bay, I I haven't played the running backs all year long, so I missed on some Ronald Jones games, and that's fine. But I also missed on the on the poor games he put up like last week, and I'll continue to fade the running backs. I don't just not a good running team in general. So I want Winston and I want Evans. I want Godwin, and that's who I'm going to stick with. That's that's who's winning tournaments this year. So that's what I'm sticking with. All right, what do you got on the spread here? Tampa Bay minus three, forty-seven and a half. Three is an interesting number. I think uh, I still think Indianapolis is a playoff team. They've caught some bad injury luck. So assuming Marlon Mack or Ty come back this week, either or. I think Indy is definitely not a team that's going to get beat by two possessions at Tampa. So I think Indy with the spread. All right, Derek, what do you got? Uh, Indy money line. I agree with Chop. I think they're a better team, and pretty much a must win for them too. They're six and six Ooh. right now. Money line, like it. Uh, I'm going to go the over. Uh, I think there'll be points in this one as well. Uh, Tampa Bay can't stop anybody. You guys brought up great points with Indy. I think they score points. So give me the over. On 47 and a half. All right, moving on to the four o'clock window. We have four games here on the late slate. So we're going to start with Derek's Jacksonville Jaguars. Derek, you brought up the, the biggest bust of last week. I got to argue. I, I got to say it was Nick Foles giving me negative <laughs> points in DFS. So back to the stash here, Gardner Minshew. So, Chop, we'll go to you here to start. Uh, Chargers, Jacksonville, uh, another close spread here, but a lower total of 43. Chargers, tough loss in Denver. What do we do here with Jacksonville? I mean, Fournette, is, do we trust Minshew now? Do we, can we go back to DJ Chark? What's going on here with this Jags team? Before we turn it over uh, to Derek to talk about his team. So, f- first of all, I'd like to address the Nick Foles situation and how sometimes, in not just in general, not just DFS or the analysts on TV, on ESPN, whatever – it's funny how you get pigeonholed into thinking one thing and really it has not like, oh, this player is this high up on the list or this coach is this good or this bad. And really like it just all depends on circumstances. Nick Foles had a very small good run way back in the day for Philadelphia. He wasn't a good quarterback. He was going to retire from the NFL, came back to Philly and – and then they won a Super Bowl because Carson Wentz got hurt. The same year Carson Wentz looked like an MVP with that Philly team. And now Carson Wentz looks like total dog mess, man. Like, terrible, right? Like, and now, so now, you you know, and for a while there, look, oh, Carson Wentz is the next great quarterback because he was this MVP. He just got hurt. And then, then it looked, oh, look at Nick Foles, how good he is. Let's give him a $50 million contract as a Jacksonville front office. The truth is both those guys were way overrated. The guy that was underrated was Frank Reich. He was the, the engine that drove both of those guys up to the, that plateau. And now and without him, they are what they are. They're just, you know, Nick Foles, not a particularly great quarterback. Boy, Philly's got to feel lucky. They caught lightning in a bottle with that guy for that three-game playoff run. So – Got to feel lucky if you're Philly, but he's just not that good. Gardner Minshew, probably a better quarterback right now. I don't mind him. I don't mind DJ Shark. I saw Corlin Sutton eat up this secondary. I think this Chargers defense is better with some of these healthier guys now, but still gave it up to Sutton. I still think they give it up to DJ Shark. Fournette's perfectly fine, too. And that's where I would go on that side of the ball. I think the Chargers can – I think the Chargers offense, they got so many weapons. I mean, what you, Gordon Eckler, Allen Williams, Hunter Henry, take your pick. I think somebody has a big game. I can't really tell you who it is right now. I'm, I'm leaning more of the running game here. I mean, I, we mentioned trying to roster Ronald Jones last week didn't work. The Jags still, you know, one of the worst teams in the league against the run. So, uh, the problem is, Derek, is it, is it Melvin Gordon? Is it Austin Eckler? Any preference there? And then – the floor is yours to talk Jacksonville, buddy. Quarterbacks or whatever you want to discuss here. Your team's on the on the hot seat here. Yeah, tough time for to be a Jags fan. You know, I was so ready to move on from Blake Bortles that uh, I was so pumped with the Nick Foles signing. But, yeah, Chop's right. Uh, definitely paid him more than he deserved. And we're kind of seeing him, you know, not that great of a quarterback. So I'm a little 
surprised they benched him and moved him back to Minshew. I mean, I know he hasn't been great, but at the same time, you just paid him all this money. You got to decide what you're going to do for the future. So I would think that they would give him, you know, the rest of the season to figure it out. But uh, I do like Minshew. Obviously, he got the stash. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough matchup. Derwin James is back for the Chargers. is a big boost to their run defense and their pass defense. Uh, you got, you know, Casey Hayward out there probably going to shadow DJ Chark. So, team wide receiver twos have success against the Chargers. I'll probably lean toward Westbrook over Chark this week. And still find playing Fournette. Uh, he's just getting so much uh, workload. He's had 7, 12, and 11 targets over the last three games. Granted, most of those were with Foles um, under center. But Minshew likes to dump it off to him as well. And uh, it's just a volume spot. Uh, keep banking on that volume. And he's getting a lot of run, even in blowouts. So, don't mind Fournette on the Chargers side. I will side with the running game, like you mentioned. Jaguar dead last in DVOA against the run. They've also allowed the most yards per carry this season. Uh, and I'll side with Melvin Gordon. Uh, same price as Eckler, but he should get more uh, carries, and that's really all I'm looking for against the Jaguars defense. So I uh, like Gordon, and then uh, I'll have a sprinkle of Hunter Henry. I still think he's uh, a big game's waiting to happen. Yeah, I'm with you on Gordon. I think that's the way I'm going as well. 20 or more carries now, three to last four. So it's kind of settling back into that, that workhorse role. Eckler gets involved in the passing game for sure, but are they going to need him here? It seems like they're trying to hide Phillip Rivers uh, these days. Word of Tyrod Taylor maybe coming in. So uh, times are changing there with the Chargers, but I love the spot for Melvin Gordon. All right, Derek, what do you got? Are you taking the money line with the Jags here? Seems to, seems to be the play, but – Chargers minus 343 on the total. I don't like this at all. Uh, I'll take the over just because I think some points can get scored, but I don't feel good about the total or the spread. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't like a lot here either. So I'm, I'm going to take the Chargers, but I don't love it here. So not, not, not in love with this game. Chop, what do you got? Yeah, it's a total sucker bet, but uh, I'll, I'll take the Chargers. All right, we're we're together on that one, Chop. Just donating <laughs> our money away on the Chargers. That, that that team finds ways to lose. It, it's incredible. So, all right, moving on. Pittsburgh at Arizona, two and a half uh, road favorite here for the Steelers. Forty three and a half on the total here, Derek. Another game, uh, kind of ugly. Uh, injury news, Juju. We'll see if he's able to come back. But uh, can Arizona respond here at home? Another tough matchup uh, with a good Pittsburgh defense. Yeah, my third and wrong, definitely Christian Kirk. Uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, just killed me. I uh, was ended up getting shadowed by Jalen Ramsey, and uh, I kind of knew it was going to happen because he was playing, you know, pretty much primarily on the outside the last two games, but I uh, played him anyway, and uh, it cost me. Ended up playing him over Devontae Parker, so uh, that definitely hurt. But uh, anyway, uh, he's in a tough matchup once again. You know, Steelers, uh, one of the best pass defenses in the NFL. They also got a good pass rush, so – going to be tough for me to get uh, on this passing game I think Kenny Drake is at least interesting I know uh, it's a tough matchup but he's played 88 and 80 percent of the snaps over the last two weeks he's only 5200 on DraftKings and this game should be competitive so I like Drake as a tournament play and for the Steelers just wait and see approach with Connor and Juju uh, if Juju ends up being out James Washington's going to become very interesting he's uh, the hunting buddy of Hodges and uh, he did run 23 of 38 snaps in the slot last week, so we should be able to avoid Patrick Peterson. Uh, we saw last week, you know, Peterson was on Cook, shut him down, and pretty much the entire uh, Rams passing game went off uh, other than Brandon Cook. So I think there's some interesting plays here. Um, Washington, if he's active. Juju, if he's active. Probably won't be playing Hodges just because he's priced up, but uh, we've seen so many quarterbacks go off against the Cardinals. And then obviously the tight ends, the flow chart play, uh, Vance McDonald. We saw Higby just go nuts against him last week. So a lot of people are going to be on McDonald and rightly so. Damn Higby, man. That's a, I just, unbelievable. Chalky <laughs> Higby makes it happen here. That's how bad this team has been, Chop. So is it just play Vance? Does this end sooner or later? Uh, I like James Washington here against the secondary, but uh, all in all, it's another game I'm not overly excited about. Now – Vance McDonald, it may be where the flow chart ends because I remember him a couple weeks ago. I thought he was a great play. I told you, I dropped, I played him against Cincinnati. I, I, I benched Kittle. I thought Vance McDonald was such a good play, and he goes out and gets one target for one yard. So this may be where, you know, the rubber meets the road right here, man. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, it's hard for me to press the button on any Pittsburgh 
even though it's Arizona defense can be had in the air through the air, but not a good quarterback, not particularly good receivers if Juju's banged up, uh, not a particularly good running game if James Conner's banged up. And in fact, I think he splits carries anyway, even if he comes back, I think he splits carries quite a bit with other guys. So I don't trust any of those guys. And, uh, I'm, you know, glancing through the game logs against Pittsburgh and what some people have done against them. I don't know how to, I don't know how to treat this. I kind of want to play Kyler Murray as a GPP option because some of the, some of the numbers Pittsburgh's racked up on defense against quarterbacks. I mean, Mayfield twice. He's just not been good this year. Ryan Finley, Jared Goff, who's been bad. Brian Hoyer, like he hadn't faced the best competition. So some of those numbers get a little bit skewed, but they have been pretty good, though, in the competition they have faced. So that's a tough one, man. But ultimately, I think there's better spots on this big, massive slate this weekend to uh, have to jam too many of these guys in from this game. So if anything, it's Kyler Murray for me. And, you know, if I'm going to play Kyler Murray, I got to pair him with somebody. So I'll take a shot with Christian Kirk. But everybody else, I think I can safely avoid. Yeah, and this is one of those games, like, if you're playing the four-game slate, you're going to have to look at it a little harder. But if you're playing the full slate and the main slate, I, I don't think you look too much into this game. You may get some low ownership. But uh, even a James Washington, who I like, prices up to 6000 that, That's a big price on James Washington. So uh, it's pretty much a stay away from me here. What about betting-wise, Chop? Pittsburgh minus 2.5, 43.5. Very difficult one because uh... – I just – I don't believe in Pittsburgh with their lack of talent. I just don't believe but, – but they keep winning games with these guys. But I'm going to go Arizona because I think that ends eventually. And Arizona looked terrible last week. But that's, I'll go with Arizona and Kyler Murray to make some plays with his legs and, and to pull the win at home against Pittsburgh. All right, I'm going to go old man under here. Uh, this Pittsburgh defense is legit. I, I think it's going to cause Arizona some some fits, and Pittsburgh could could run the ball here and, and run some clocks. So uh, I see a lower-scoring game. I'm going to go under. Derek, what do you got? I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go with the over. I think the Steelers are going to put up some points because Arizona can't stop anybody, and their offense can't be as bad as it was last week. All right, let's move on to the highest total we have on the main slate. Kansas City coming into New England, 48-and-a-half uh, is the highest total we have this week. Patriots, small, three-point home favorites here. Uh, Kansas City coming off that big win against Oakland. New England, tough loss at Houston. So no injuries uh, too much uh, in this game besides the Kansas City backfield, Derek. I think uh, that's a place to start. Uh, a lot of injuries there. We saw Darwin Thompson finally uh, enter the equation here. So what are we doing with that situation? Tough matchup here with New England. And New England, we talk about it every week. Where do we go with this team? Brady has not been good. The running game has not been good. Uh, they're winning with their defense. We saw Edelman and White uh, get some stats towards the end there, but been kind of ugly with this New England offense. So maybe the game of the week here, but uh, DFS-wise, what are we doing with Chiefs and Patriots? Yeah, for the Patriots, everyone's ready to write them off. This happens every single year. They lose a couple games. Tom Brady looks old. Um, and then all of a sudden they come back and, you know, they win. Uh, that's just what they do every single year. It's happened like the last five years. So I think it's a good bounce back spot for the Patriots. Just not sure how to attack them. Uh, Kansas City much better against the pass than they are against the run. So on paper it sets up better for Sony Michelle, but uh, he basically needs 100 yards or two touchdowns to pay off his salary on DraftKings, which is kind of tough to bank on. If they get down, it's going to be the James White show. So I'll probably have exposure to both of them in tournaments. Um, you know, White's probably the safer play of the two, but I do think this sets up pretty well for Michelle. Edelman, always viable. I think he's a really good play on DraftKings because you're going to get those PPR points. Probably no interest in Dorsett, Sanu, or, or the tight ends. Um, but I think it's a good spot for the Patriots offense as a whole to get right. And then for the Chiefs, yeah, we saw, you know, their defense play well. We saw the running backs you know, kind of get some work last week against the Raiders. I think this turns back to the passing game. Love Mahomes. I think 7K is the cheapest we've seen him in quite some time. I don't mind pairing him up with Kelsey. We know Tyree Kill can win any one-on-one -on -one matchup. So uh, even though he's probably going to get Gilmore, I think he can you know, run by him and beat him deep if uh, Mahomes is able to extend some plays. So I think it's a pretty good spot for the passing game. And even if uh, Damian Williams is out, I don't think I'll mess with the backfield at all. Chop, any chance they use Gilmore and Kelsey uh, and maybe go that route and try to maybe double-team Hill? Or, you know, they always get creative with these matchups. Is that scary at all with these Kansas City pass catchers? Uh, 
it's it scares me yes that uh, well the scary part is it's bill belichick i don't know how he's going to play this because there's also the thought that he's looking at this game yes i know he wants to win this game that's you know obviously but man how much does he really want to reveal to this team that he thinks is a there's probably a pretty good chance he sees them in the playoffs just you know a month from now or, or a month and a half from now. Like how much does he really want to reveal of his defense and, and all his special packages to shut this team down? I don't think he wants to give everything up in a regular season game. So there's the thought that he plays this thing straight up, doesn't reveal anything too quirky, and Mahomes can take advantage of it. And then he comes back if there's a playoff game in New England in, in round two, he comes back and then he, then he drops the double team on Tyreek and let's put Gilmore on Kelsey and then we'll find a way to, you know, we'll shut down Watkins with this thing. Like, that's Bill Belichick, man. So I'm not uh, – I'm really intrigued by that particular aspect of it. Because of that, I think I can trust uh, Tyreek Hill this way. I think I can see Tyreek Hill getting loose against this secondary. And I think Patrick Mahomes has a decent a decent game. I don't want to go overboard on Kansas City because it's still one of, if not the number two, maybe number three at worst defense in the NFL. So I don't want to go overboard, but I think there's a path for Hill to get loose here. And on the flip side, New England's defense does – I mean, offense doesn't look good, but they're at home facing Kansas City, who's not good. I could definitely see Brady, Edelman, and these guys getting back on track. Yeah, it's one of those games to spend a lot of time on. Uh, I think this is going to be obviously a high total. Everybody will be looking at it. But if you can dig a little bit deeper, I mean, Kansas City been very good on the road, 5-1 and one on the road this season. Uh, I agree with some of the things you said, Chop, with New England, but they're also in a fight for that number one seed with Baltimore. Uh, Buffalo only a game back in the division. So uh, there's still a lot where they, they need to go all out. So maybe they don't show everything. Uh, but it should be a fun game. I, I agree Mahomes uh, in a pass catcher is probably the route. Uh, for me, and it's probably going to be Tyree Kill. All right, Chop, we got minus three here for the home Patriots, 48 and a half on the total. All right, so I'm, I'm going to vote. I'm going to go here with my heart and not my head. So take that into consideration when you tally up the scores. <laughs> so don't don't bet on this. That's what Chop's trying to tell you. We have got to see. I just, oh, no. for the life of me, I just absolutely want to see week 16, the New England-Buffalo game for the division title because that's where it's trending right now. I've got to see that happen. And in order for that to happen, I need New England to lose somewhere along the way. I think New England can lose this week at home against Kansas City. So I'm going Kansas City. I'm going Kansas City as well. I think they, I think they get them here. So uh, I will take Kansas City in the three points. Derek, what do you got? I'll take the over. Patriots defense been great this season, but they gave up 37 to the Ravens, gave up 28 to the Texans. Uh, and I think the, it's a good bounce back spot for the Patriots offense. So I think this uh, easily hits the over. All right, last game for us, Tennessee traveling out to Oakland. Tennessee, three-point road favorites, 47. So another pretty high total here. Uh, Derek, we'll finish it up with you. Tennessee coming off that big win in Indy. Oakland embarrassing loss at Kansas City. So does Oakland respond? Uh, on the other side, do we just keep playing Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill? It seems like on the Titans <laughs> side. Yeah, Derrick Henry, last three weeks, 188, 159, 149 rushing yards to go along with 36 receiving yards and five touchdowns. Comes alive this time of year, every single season. It's hard not to play him at this point. A great matchup against the Raiders, or 23rd in DVOA against the run. Uh, they are favored as well, so got to think it's another 20-plus game, or 20-plus touch game for Henry. I uh, love him in all formats. Tannehill's been very good. He's averaging 23 fantasy points over his list, last six starts. Don't mind pairing him up with A.J. Brown, but I just I don't think they're going to need it too much. I think it's going to be a Henry show once again. One of my favorite running back plays of the week, if you can find a way to pair him up with McCaffrey. Then for Oakland, uh, it's a great spot for the passing attack. Uh, Josh Jacobs has been good, but Tennessee number five in run defense this season, 23rd in pass defense. I think Carr at 5K is one of the better quarterback values. You can pair him up with Terrell Williams or Darren Waller. Both of them have at least 30% of the air yards over the last three games, so uh, it's a pretty concentrated passing attack now that Renfro's out, uh, and I think it's a pretty good spot for him as well. All right, Chop, wrap us up here, Titans and Raiders. Henry, he's not just doing this in November, December. He he's done he's done this all year long. He's been really good this year. He surprised me, and uh, I see him, you know, rolling. Like this team is seven and five. They're like one game back, I think, in their division. They're shockingly good, shockingly good with what you would perceive as not as 
as a uh, solid of a uh, man. I just I'm getting the alert here. Ron Rivera fired for the Panthers. Really? Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is out. So wow, Riverboat Ron's. <laughs> yeah, he got plenty of time. To new name. Riverboat. <laughs> yeah, he gone. He gone. All right. Yeah. So Tennessee does a lot with a little. So I don't. You know. Yeah, Derrick Henry. Let's keep riding the guy. This is this is time of year. The Raiders are getting demolished by offenses here these last couple of weeks. I think that continues. On the flip side, they are back at home. If they're going to take advantage of this matchup, it's going to be through the air. So maybe Tyrell gets back in the end zone this week. So I, give me a little Tyrell, maybe a little Waller. Those guys have been lacking lately. Maybe they get back on track, but Derrick Henry for sure. Yeah, I mean, big game for the Titans. So right now it looks like they're on the outside uh, looking into the playoffs. Uh, tied with Pittsburgh, a game back of Houston, Kansas City in the standings. So uh, got to win. Got to keep putting the Ws on the board. The Raiders right there as well. So both teams are uh, very motivated here. So a very stackable game. And I'm going to call it now. Riverboat Ron ends up in Detroit. I, I think uh, Patricia's uh, act has gotten old here. So uh, that's my prediction here. Rivera to the Lions. But – that will do it here. Oh, we got to make a pick on the spread. Oh, then we'll get yeah. out of here. Almost, almost <laughs> got out of here too soon. All right, Chop. Tennessee minus three and 47 on the total. Oh, man. this Everything about this screams Tennessee, so I'm going to take the Raiders at home plus the points. That's what I was thinking too. But I, I'm going to be a donkey and take Tennessee anyway. <laughs> Give me the minus three. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, uh, I'm leaning toward Chop. It feels like Tennessee wins, so uh, I'll bet Oakland here. Yeah, for some reason, that's how it always works. So I'll, I'll take the hit on this one uh, so you guys can ensure the W on the Oakland side of things. Now that will wrap us up for a long week 14. 13 games in all, covered all the plays, the bets, the totals for you guys. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We appreciate you listening. Boys, any final thoughts for the peeps before we get out of here? Chop, we'll go to you. Uh, good luck to Derek's Utah Utes trying to get into the playoff system here with a uh, a game on Friday night against Oregon to get in, or maybe I think get in. So good luck to him. I, that was one of my sleeper teams to start the year, and I, ho- I hope they I hope they get in. Derek, uh, big game for you, buddy. I got one myself. My Badgers uh, try to slay the beast here with Ohio State. I don't even think if we beat them, it will affect Ohio State getting in, but. A uh, big game for you at Utah, but any final thoughts here for the people for week 14? Yeah, can't wait for the game. going to be a lot of fun. Um, I did tally up all of the reviews for the giveaway, so uh, there were 10 of them, so I need one of you to give me a number between 1 and 10, and uh, I'll announce the winner. Right all right, Chop, pick a number. Eight. Okay, so at YG Brown, I will reach out to you, get your information, and uh, send you out the RG swag bag and the free month of RG Premium. Appreciate everyone that uh, left us a review. Yeah, we absolutely do, guys. So we always say we love doing these shows. Uh, love that you guys enjoy it as well. So appreciate the feedback uh, with the reviews and on social media. Any questions, you guys can always hit us up on Twitter as well. For Notorious, for Head Chopper, I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck here in week 14, guys. We'll be back next week talking everything week 15. We'll see you.